set me free. You just keep me hanging on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Supreme! Yeah! <laughs> Diana Ross, the queen. That's one of the greatest trios, man. Holy cow. Yeah, really, right? That was banging, dude. That was just and, happening. I love and that. I, and I picked the wrong song. I've been fucking up this computer all day, man. Damn. No, I'm about to good. do You Can't Hurry Love, but they're both good. Yeah, they, I just love the movement of the music. There was just a groove there. Music yeah. had a good groove back in the day, even in the 60s and, you know, before we really got into that whole disco funk era, which I love. I love the disco funk era. You know <sighs> Terrible time. No way, man. <clears throat> the 70s were the downfall of America. You could literally see it in the buildings. Like, if you go work, if you're a plumber, or I'm sure electrician's the same way, like, as a plumber, you go into these buildings. Everything built in, like, dude, mid-70s is when we started to go to shit. <clears throat> we started Just, probably going for cheaper and faster. Cheaper, faster, And yes. it's I always think about this, too. Look at a lot of the architecture. It's why people believe a lot in the Tartaria mythology and the mud flood theory. The fact that many of our incredibly built structures in America are probably ancient, actually, that we weren't even capable of building that kind of stuff these days. Yeah, I don't know if I believe all that. Well, I don't really either. What I do believe, actually, is 100 years ago, we were innovative. We had a fire as a society. We were building, baby. We wanted to create incredible structures and monuments. We looked at a mountain in South Dakota, and we said, you know what? We're putting four heads of presidents there, baby. <laughs> We're going to blast that sucker out and put them right there. We're going to show the world how awesome we are at you know design, construction. and I mean, look at Chicago, New York. I mean, these places, the structures there that were built at the dawn of the industrial age, man, we created some monuments. Yeah, we used to be amazing. I think we you know, I... I I keep watching these this, these things on the pyramids and everything. I swear to God, I really believe if you gave me 10,000 good men, I could build you a pyramid. That's what I'm saying. I look at all those things. I'm, I'm not that hard. You get no. enough guys and you work them hard good enough. Men. Good men. There's bums that I don't have any room for. But We're good talk- men who know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And yes. by that I mean... Hey, listen, I don't know why, Frank, but you seem to be really good at cutting slabs of stone. So I'm going to put you in this quarry, and all, all right. day long, you're just going to cut. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, because I'm going to tell you you're good, so you're going to keep doing it, and you're going to get better. And then before you, you actually are the best after a while, you know, and the fastest. And I don't know. I, I was thinking <laughs> about it. Because I was, I was watching these guys who were trying to debunk the building of the pyramids. Right, yeah. They were trying to prove that man couldn't build it at all. And which I, look, tinfoil hat conspiracy nutjob theorist, personally I love the idea that some alien race, the Anunnaki, are here with their laser beam technology, right? Yeah, but it's just, I mean... Well, but I also, well, I respect humanity, and I think we've done a lot of incredible things throughout our history, and maybe instead of chalking some of the wins up to these Anunnaki or these giant creatures. Let's give some wins to us here once in a while, and let's chalk a few up to the humanity side and say, hey, look, we 
kind of built some cool stuff back in the day. We were capable for of some sure. awesome shit. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of how I view the pyramids. I just think we were more focused. You know, you could find 10,000 dudes not trying to learn the new TikTok dance phase. Well, that's what I just keep thinking about. It's like, I mean, everybody knows you work with guys who just are proud of the work they do. You know what I mean? And they always try to do better. They always want to be better, the best. You know what I mean? Oh, you're talking that, about it, um, it's a, a they used to be called uh, professionals. We used to have many of them in our society in all exactly. these different professions. You know, like guys, you don't have to babysit. You know what I mean? They actually just do their job because they like doing it. They like doing a good job. I'm saying, if you got ten thousand of those, you can do a pyramid. And then you're right. thinking too. You've got 10,000 men who have done a task 10,000 times themselves in their lifetimes. These are true yes. professionals who can expertly yes. perform a very precise uh, build and coordinate it to the point where it, yes, oh, it aligns to Orion's belt. This is crazy. Yeah, well, that, that whole thing, I, I don't know. The whole aligning to the stars and, like, the sun and the moon and everything, I have a whole different theory on that. Well, they do, so, I mean, you know, they nuke some methodology to predicting star-sky patterns or or whoever created the pyramids were definitely space aliens called the Anunnaki, <laughs> right? There's, there's, only, you know, there's only two paths we can go down here with this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> the more like you dig, it. the more you dig. <clears throat> What's well, crazy too, like you know, there's a lot of ancient texts out there that kind of imply that there were giant beings that existed on the earth back in the day. If you're a massive giant being, is it that hard to build a pyramid? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it was, like, building a house to these guys. Yeah, but how do you know those stories didn't come from just people seeing the pyramids and assuming there must have been large people? Oh, yeah. Good yeah. call. What came first, the story or the pyramid? I like to think it's the big fellas that came first, and they just built themselves little shelters to spend the night and then moved on their way. And everybody... <laughs> Yeah, but the, the passageways <laughs> in the pyramids, some of them are too small for us to fit in. I know. <laughs> yeah. We find out it was just a giant urinal for some mammoth human. <laughs> this elaborate tube system, right? It was actually a butt plug. <laughs> just sat right on it. <laughs> I like the idea of us finding things and... Believing there's these like ancient worshiping grounds that are really just old, you know, latrines, right? It's actually, it's actually a bug plug. Yeah, yeah, but it, it lines up perfectly with the summer winter solstice. Now nah, he just liked to look at the sunset when he put the bug plug in. <laughs> Wanted to face was. He liked the view. <laughs> the western hemisphere so he put him this way so when he peed on the urinal it was like he was peeing on the western hemisphere 
I mean, we yeah, we put a lot, of, almost too much thought. You know, it always the intellectuals, right? They always overthink everything. I overthink. Mean, it comes down to yeah. the simplest ideas. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, either way, uh, I love digging into the pyramid stuff. I, I, if you really go down that pathway, I do believe really they were built by normal humans. I think it's totally plausible that dudes did it who didn't have cell phones and porn to look at all day long you know what i'm saying uh, like yeah. if, i'll think about how much energy you have if you're not jerking off four times if you're that's exactly it dude you're you know less I mean? tired you got more stuff on your mind right so you need to focus your energy and stuff right so you go build that pyramid uh i it's just uh it doesn't seem totally impossible but i love the idea that these pyramids were actually utilized to generate electricity throughout the cities and kind of uh, yeah. tapping into stratospheric wavelengths, stuff that Tesla was really into. And we all know Tesla built all sorts of bizarre structures that tapped into the ionosphere Dude. and siphoned you, energy. Oh, yeah. Did you hear uh, that thing about Trump and Tesla? Well, I was just going there, my man. You are psycho. Uh-huh. I brought this up before on the show many times, how Trump is an alleged time traveler and or his uncle john g trump i believe is his name who was one of the fbi agents tasked with uh confiscating and going through all of the tesla documents when he died and they raided his house this is back in the early early 1900s apparently his uncle was the very last person to see touch to even uh, bear witness to Tesla's notes on time travel. That's right. And then... That is Trump's uncle. Sure. And you could actually go look this up. You can Google it right now. There's a book out there. It was written in the late late 80s, early 90s. Uh, It's about Baron Trump going back in time. Um, and, uh, he's the son of a president and all this stuff. And it was written well before Baron was born. And, uh, there's all sorts of weird stuff. The theory uh, that I delved into, this is probably back in 20, I gotta say 17 ish, 2016, maybe after the election or so where, a lot of people were floating the concept that the John Titor, John Titor, uh, who was a man or a person who infiltrated 4chan and these other subreddit places and was uh, divulging information about being a time travel and all this stuff about the future. A lot of people were linking Trump to him. Dude, and- no way. Shut- I- I'm sorry. I got to stop you here. This book was published in 1893. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was totally off by 100 years. Yes, thank you. And it tells of an adventure of an extremely wealthy boy named Baron Trump, who is guided by a man called Don. That's right. Oh, my God. I got the chills, yeah. what the fuck? Who, like, goes underground in Russia and finds... Oh, dude. And there's a war. There's all sorts of stuff going on. What was the name of the book again? I can't remember um, offhand. Uh, I, I've I've seen it floating around. The Legend recently. of Baron Trump. The I'm Legend honest. of Baron Trump. I I intend to read this book. This sounds fantastic, actually. I'm gonna write that down real quick. Oh, it's uh, called the Baron Trump novels. 
Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey and travels. This is incredible stuff. So the the legend or theory that I was following right around Trump becoming president was that mm. Trump himself went back in time based on information he discovered through his uncle, or his uncle took him back in time one way or the or future in the future, I'm sorry. And he witnessed uh, the future dystopia that was unleashed because Hillary Clinton became president. And so that is what pushed him to be, you know, go and become president in 2016 and stop Hillary Clinton from you know, unleashing this World War III upon us. Uh. Which is crazy because we have theorized here many times that Trump becoming president was a major wrench in the World Economic Forum and all these secret societies, you know, their whole plan to bring upon the Agenda 2030 and this new world order. If Hillary had been president in 2016, the new world order and the forced vaccine mandates and everything was a full go then if she, you know, had been president during COVID coming out. So, uh. so it is kind of prophetic even looking back in a weird way <clears throat> that, you know, to think that, like, Trump maybe purposely ran to stop Hillary, and then what happened after Trump stopped Hillary, became president, the, es <clears throat> the establishment <clears throat> and the world uh, government has stopped at nothing to destroy this man and, and prevent him from running again and getting <laughs> back in power. It kind of makes you think a lot about... And remember, what have I theorized, too, about Iraq? I hope everyone's taking notes. We've just done the gambit on <laughs> conspiracy mm. theories. Iraq well, is where Hillary Clinton made sure we got in there to uh, procure Gilgamesh's tomb and his st secret Stargate to the other dimensions. Okay, I'll end it there. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. Dude, uh, did you hear about the other conspiracy that's been popping up again? <clears throat> There's no way it tops Gilgamesh and the secret uh, dimension, but carry on. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> the letter written 150 years ago. Oh, wow. And who is this from? And two. I'm trying to find it out. So, okay. Uh, it was an army captain, Albert Pike, 150 years ago, apparently wrote a letter, and he predicted not only how, but also why. The first, second, and third world wars I, would start. I saw this floating around, and there's a lot of um, back and forth whether it's true. Albert Pike, if I'm not mistaken, the man who traversed for the first time through or towards Antarctica. The North Pole, yeah. And there's rumors that he also is the one who discovered the ice wall, which proves that Earth is flat. <laughs> I'm not saying all his ideas were right, but... <laughs> Apparently, he got the first two wars right, and he claimed the third one would be the Western world against the Islamic world. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of easy to predict, right? The last world war was... What was the last world war? Can we even understand or know at this point what it was truly about? Uh, I think it was. Well, you look back, historically, a lot of provocation was occurring from the... They weren't NATO nations then, but the allied nations at that time were trying to essentially get Hitler into doing some action and 
Poland, and, you know, it kind of reminds you of a lot of what goes on nowadays where we're, you know, kind of always poking the bear, trying to get someone to make a move so we can retaliate in a grand fashion, maybe even kickstart a big fiasco, including multiple countries, you know, toss in a great reset, right? Because we want to introduce some new tech. The thing is, though, it's, okay, it's hard to look at it now from today's eyes, but you also have to remember we had no power back then. Like, it wasn't like today where we can go start a coup in Africa. You know what I mean? Well, we didn't have... We had the Pinkertons, if nobody recalls back then. That's like, we didn't have, like, Secret Service, even. Uh, right, but was, we didn't days. have what we have now, where we could... We weren't the world force. You know what I mean? No, we didn't have international spies perusing other countries and, you know, shagging other spies, right? <laughs> Did you hear about the fucking Israeli nuclear bomb? Okay, so they... this has been floating around and I didn't tap <clears throat> into it only because, again, I try to avoid the extreme fear-mongering porn kind of stuff and I don't like dates, but... uh I saw, like, even Ben Shapiro was mentioning something about some nuke okay, action. Okay, what no, what no, is going no. on stop with this the, nuke? Stop the fear porn. I'm not talking about anybody dropping a nuclear bomb. All right. Forget about that nonsense. What I'm focused on is the fact that Israel has never admitted it has a nuclear bomb, but we know it has a nuclear bomb. That's right. Because they stole it from us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Israeli spies. Stole our fucking nuclear plans. We have a peppered history with the Israelis and their spies, and to say the least, take a look at the history, folks. Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad, Israeli spy. Am I really outrageous for saying that? No, because Ghislaine Maxwell, her father, Mossad. Actually, oh, <laughs> I've been sitting here praising Joe Biden like, oh, I'm actually happy he's supporting Israel. He's probably got no choice. They probably have a video of him fucking a little girl on Epstein Island. <laughs> it's, it's just, that was the whole reason they had Epstein Island. The, the Epstein Island was there so their spy agency could corrupt and have blackmail on uh, everybody who's in power in our country, man. That's why we support no matter what, whatever they do. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> like, as soon as you ask the Senate if they support Israel, all the men just think about the underage girls they fucked on that island. There's a scene yeah. in The Godfather where the senator wakes up from his drugged-out days and the dead stripper, uh, whatever, is next to him and, uh, you know, hooker and... The, Godfa- the, night. the Godfather's guy is there and his lawyer, and they're there to help him, you know, work out the situation <laughs> and therefore work out his, you know, loyalty to their association, <laughs> right? It, it, is it so hard to believe that that guy who supposedly killed himself when the lights went out and the cameras went out and the guards fell asleep and everybody disappeared and nobody <laughs> would knows what happened. The guy who just killed himself in the middle of the night, right? Who ran who ran the Lolita Express in an island where just an endless blacked out list of politicians and celebrities 
<laughs> have had just oh, sexual relations. I mean, even Stephen Hawking is photographed at Epstein Island with a bunch of underage chicks <laughs> serving him drinks, Hawking, man. Dude. Like, how far did it go? It went all the way, baby. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Started to believe protons don't decompose. I'm just telling you that no matter what unfolds in Gaza, I I guarantee this Israel has the 100% support of the United States. I can promise oh, you that. Dude. Ha- Hamas, you know where you fucked up. Your 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 little girls aren't hot enough. Well, they never yeah they never funded a nice island where everyone can go there and get some sweet massages. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I understand what you believe, but on this island. Don't cover up the girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, it's so crazy. Uh, so it does remind me how we are potentially at war. And Did there's... you see that video that went viral of the lady getting stoned? I scrolled past it. I think I saw it in the feed there somewhere on the X, formerly known as Twitter. (laughs) Now everybody's posting videos of the Arab world. You know what I mean? And it's not. It's not pretty. No, it's not. And that's why people should be more positive about how they talk about and think about and maybe even post about the United States. And you guys, and all you guys too. It's not great for the men either. I'm telling you right now, it's it's kind of bad for everybody. I think most people here realize that. I don't think most people are into the whole, you know, jihad. Law. The, the jihad <laughs> yeah. lifestyle doesn't sound as good as, like, you know, the American lifestyle where everybody here aspires to be the guy on the yacht with the chicks dancing. Like, every, our role model here is Leo DiCaprio. You're in your 40s or 50s. Nobody knows because you look so good because you're just tanning on yachts all day long with chicks who are somewhere between 14 and 22. Dude, so funny. All these, like, guys, all the guys in class started talking about, like, uh, UFC. And then they were talking about, I forgot what they, they all started talking about just, like, the shit young guys are all talking about now, right? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody and, does uh, love the UFC, though. That is that does seem the UFC to be... and the bow hunting. And I turn to the girl oh, next wow. to me and I go, and I literally, t- I go, this is all because of Joe Rogan. Yeah, for sure, man. She I mean, is hey. a she's a very young black uh, female. Had no idea who Joe Rogan was. Nice. Never heard of him. Perfect. Never heard of him, and I thought it was so fucking funny, dude, because. Uh, I explained to him who he was and everything, and like <clears throat> after she had looked him up and saw a picture and everything, I was kind of explaining it. Somebody overheard and goes, <gasps> literally, like ended their conversation. Hey, did you say Joe Rogan? Oh yeah, Joe's the shit. <laughs> Dude, I I like what Joe has done though for our culture in the sense that people are more into being in shape. 
and working out. They're not. No, they're all just fat asses who pretend like they do jujitsu and hunt fucking moose. The, the, the way these guys are talking about like, oh yeah, no, I, I, I was practicing bow hunting. Dude, you're, you're 275 pounds. There's no <laughs> way you ever went up a mountain and hunt a moose. I imagine he rolls in with his uh, crossbow and he walks to the counter at Burger King and shoots it across and hits the Whopper. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that one. <laughs> it goes through two of them, and he pulls them back, and he goes, finders keepers. Right? That's kind of what I'm picturing here. He goes, I'll take a, fr- I'll take a large fry. If you fry. try to shoot the Impossible Burger, it just bounces <laughs> off. <laughs> no, dude, but the way they're... The, like, Joe Rogan is literally the reason I cannot go to a bar nowadays. Oh because yeah, it, well you're, you're also in Chicago, which and I've I've dabbled in the nightlife there in the Chicago land area. There's a dress code for all males, and you dress that way uh, 30 minutes after you go get swole at the gym, and oh, yeah. you get swole very tight shirt. You get swole at the, the gym. Backwards hat. You put on the shirt that you outgrew 10 years ago, and <laughs> uh, right. Pack it all into those jeans that don't fit you anymore. Tight as jeans right. possible. The tightest yeah. jeans too, of the world. Too tight for your girlfriend, but you're wearing them. You got them on there. You look, you're looking tight. And, uh, you know, you, you head out to the club. You go to the the bamboo room down in Schaumburg, man. Oh, it's the worst. So, hey, bro, you train too? Yeah, dude. Tuesdays and Thursdays, no way. Who you train with? They were, like, literally, like, talking about the guys that they're I'm a blue belt, and I, I train under uh, Fugachi. You're like, who? I, oh, yeah. All right. I, I don't know any of these people that you're saying, <laughs> and I don't care. You guys, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, know. Uh, Em and I, we are looking at joining a gym. We've been checking out two places, and my stipulation is that I need a place that I can go get to during lunch, just use the treadmill when it starts snowing a lot. Hasn't snowed at all here. We've had a lot of chemtrails, but no snow. So I, I predict a lot of snow, a lot more chemtrails. I can only assume. Hopefully not. But um, when it does get really kind of too cold for me to go out at the lunchtime, I want a place that, you know, we, we can, uh, you know, access both close to home, but something I can get close to work without stressing too much on time. And so I was looking at time, and then I was looking at accessibility, and those were kind of my <clears throat> my criteria. And Emma's, uh, I told her, I'm like, okay, you're tasked now with looking at what you like, and you get back to me. And uh, her criteria was uh, uh, quality of tanning bed and <laughs> <laughs> size of pool. And then uh, I think the third one was potentially whether or not there was a a sauna, steam room, slash uh, jacuzzi. Mm. Uh, You got to have the whole. So, you know, we're going through. (laughs) So for me, it was where can I go sweat for 30 minutes real fast and get the fuck out of there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then for her, it's like, where can I go hang out for two hours, do a little tanning, (laughs) a little bicycle riding? Pretend like I worked out. I'm a huge fan. I love it, man. That's uh, that's what we should be all, uh, you know, looking for, uh, especially in this hard, healthy uh, kind of world. But listen, listen, I'm all for that working out and everything. But you got guys talking about I did the ice bath and I, I you know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, sure. Come on. 
but I, I must say where I live, I've been seeing more people my age or within my age bracket, and I'll give a wide range on that bracket, but I've been seeing more young couples who have moved into the neighborhood over the last few years. They, they're on the trail when I'm on the trail, and we're running, man. And I'm seeing a lot of people out there hustling and, and exercising and they're getting in shape and I, I'm seeing a trend. I am in Colorado. I get it, right? We're the healthiest place in America or so, but we still have an obesity rate of 30%. We live in America, folks. Get that through your skull. 30% <laughs> obesity is the lowest so in our low. country. That's how bad it is. That's how fat we are. It's crazy. Yeah, but what kills me the most with Americans, though, right? It's like, I understand you want to be like Joe Rogan. Who wouldn't? That's a great body. You know, he's 50 years old, looks great. I, everybody wants to be that guy, right? But, here's the, but Joe Rogan is on testosterone. He, he has worked out every day for like 30 years. He's also you know definitely I mean? done like roids, right? For like, you sure. have to do roids but, to look like that, right? I, I but my know. whole point is, he is optimized. Right. So for him, the only way he could get any kind of slight improvement is now he's going to jump into an ice bath and then go into a sauna and do this like thermal exchange. And that might give him a slight boost. Right. But you, I I know for a fact, ate two extra large Domino's pizzas yesterday. Did I, did, I, uh, did I tell you about that or post it on, it's like this kid, you know this kid I was talking to today it's like dude, you you are fat you're you're overweight you you you're breathing loudly that's how out of shape you are oh, just yeah. standing here and then you're gonna talk about your ice bath <laughs> that, that, that ice bath that isn't doing anything for I like you. The, I like the breathing you know I mean? loudly just sitting there that's always an indication of health this you, you can't even catch your breath in between sentences telling me about how you're optimizing your health with an ice bath. Like, no, that is that is for a marginal increase when you're already at peak. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? You first need to get to the peak, and then the ice bath will be the marginal increase. Well, I don't know. Speaking of the human beings at peak human ability. <laughs> like, like Joe Rogan was not some 300-pound fat piece of shit, and then he started doing ice baths and saunas and got in shape. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's nice to have those features and amenities, but I do want to say, in as far as Joe Rogan culture is, I'm just happy there's more um, hype amongst the common man about just even being in a facility where you're doing some sort of exercise versus the opposite where we were heading down a road where the hype for our culture was sitting on your ass and playing video games all weekend. So I'll, I'll that still is the hype. That's what these guys are doing. I'm trying to tell you, they're literally, they're waking up, jumping into this ice bath, Right. (laughs) <laughs> going to work and then spending their whole night playing video games. Like uh-huh. that's why I mean, you guys are missing the point. You know, I do agree though. You're right. Though. At least they're doing something. I think you're talking about a a certain group. I'll I'll give you. 90- I'm actually describing a very specific. Person I figured I so. He hears this. <laughs> I hope he knows I'm talking about it. I'm giving you. Uh, I'm, I was going to give you 80 percent of the <laughs> Joe fucking, Rogan. You so, fucking fat gingerhead piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to go this far. I'll say. 
You are describing uh, what? What is Joe Rogan? He's got five hundred million viewers and listeners on the daily. So I'll give you eighty percent of those to be your group. <laughs> I'll take twenty percent. Okay, is that fair to you? Will you accept that? I'll take twenty percent are my group, where Joe Rogan is fortunately out there inspiring twenty percent of five hundred million people per day to wake up, <laughs> stop making excuses, go work out. And be a healthy part of society and be a productive part of society. Uh, and the other 80%, unfortunately, we can agree, the 80% that you are talking about uh, are um, taking it to the extreme but just doing a nice bath on the daily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, then that's – that's it. so at least there's some positive is my point. It's nice that there's a guy out there because, look, look at Pod Save Trump. I mean, th- those dudes are out there Trump just talking about – Trump Save Pod. They're talking about Trump. Not <laughs> Trump stop it. They're gonna. It is. It's pod save Trump because they're gonna save his career by talking about him all the time. Like, <laughs> oh, they're saving each other. Oh, how yeah. Many, a- how many people have listened to them now for like several years, and because they're just nonstop talking Trump, they're like, you know, kind of like this Trump guy. You guys have been talking about. Oh, him no, Rob <laughs> Reiner had to put up a poster of Trump in his room. He can't come without it. <laughs> if people, if, you know what I mean. Well, Trump was in the news. I got a quickie because I thought this was absolutely hilarious. I knew this was going to happen. This is a kangaroo court. We've entered circus territory. Which one? Republican frontrunner Donald Trump was center stage today in Manhattan as the rest of the field readies to debate in Miami. He was the center of an extraordinary legal and political moment, taking the witness stand at his civil fraud trial. His testimony framed by flashes of anger, defiance, and disdain for the process. His civil fraud trial where nobody was defrauded. Like, please specify that. Nobody was defrauded. As a matter of fact, the party that you're supposedly defending made money on the deal. Yeah. That's the most incredible part about the whole thing. I know. You're saying he defrauded this car. Like, he, everybody made money. Yeah, I don't, I, again, I don't know even what they're talking about. I've, I, I've yet to be able to follow anyone. Is this the Rico case? Or is, no, this, this, uh, is, is this the one where he raped the chick in the bathroom 40 years ago? Or th- this is literally, this is. This is literally you asking me for $100,000, and I say, you got to put up collateral, and you put up your house, and I say, well, your house is only worth fifty, but I'll still give you the hundred anyways, and then you pay me back $120,000 because of the loan plus the interest, right? So All right, I walk away, I made money, mm-hmm. and then 10 years later, <laughs> you decide for a run for president on your second term, and a judge and your uh, a fucking prosecutor in your state decides, nope. Even though it was a mutual agreement, I made money on the deal. Frank, you defrauded me because you lied. Take a look at the judge in this one. He has this look to him, and anyone who's from Colorado knows the look. He's that smarmy leftist uh, doucher. Uh, it just he's got that look where you know he's he complained the whole time. And then he left you less than 20% on the tip. And, oh, you know, course. he's going to smile and thank you. Anyway. Oh, you said Democrat, yeah. <laughs> ...against allegations he inflated the valuation of his assets to get more favorable treatment on bank loans. It comes one year before the 2024 presidential election. With Mr. Like, nobody's Trump's even only- asking, oh, okay, you're going after him because he didn't pay back the loan? No, he paid back the loan! 
He lied to get the loan, no, he, okay, but he paid back the loan. Yeah, he actually paid back all loans. But the best part about this clip, as with all my oh, clips, sorry, is if you let it go, we have 30 sorry. seconds, less than, and I promise sorry. you the payoff is at the end. I guarantee it. By a wide margin. Today in court, Mr. Trump again attacked the trial as election interference and called it ridiculous. At one point, the judge telling Mr. Trump's lawyer to control him, saying this isn't a political rally. None of it seems to be having an effect on Mr. Trump's political fortune so far. New polling showing him leading President Biden in five key battleground states. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah. Man, you thought this was a good idea. You dragged this out for four years. You thought, hey, no way. There's no way people are going to think this is a witch hunt where we're just for four years, two seasons with the 18 episodes of the Jan 6 committee. But did the people, did they see Adam Kissinger? <laughs> he was on late night. They were making jokes with one of the Jimmies, man. Come on. It was hilarious. We all know Trump's a criminal or whatever. He's got the Rico thing. He's a he's a mafioso. He's a kingpin. Come on, he's the Godfather. Uh, Al Pacino, you know. Oh, so good. Not Al Pacino. Uh, yeah, I forgot the other guy. It's Marlon Brando, but I'll let it slide. Al Pacino did become a Godfather, so you're technically no, no, correct. no. I was thinking Al Capone. Too many L's. Al Capone. He's more Scarface. Technically, that was one of his nicknames. Not the Scarface from the Scarface movie. That was just a use of the word and the clever nickname, right? Kind of cool. And I believe Pacino... No, no, it was De Niro. He plays Scarface in... I think it was the Kevin Costner flick, The Unforgiven or Unforgettables. I believe, where he's the... It's him and Sean Connery. It's a great flick from the early 90s. I haven't seen it. Unforgiven. The Unforgiven? Unforgettables? One of those? It's one of those... Uh, Unforgiven various... is Clint Eastwood. All right, so it's The Unforgettables, maybe. Or it's it's Kevin Costner and Sean Connery, and they're the cop duo who goes after and takes down... Uh, who is it? Al Capone. And I believe Al Capone is played by Robert De Niro in that one. And he has a famous scene where he like kills a guy with a bat. Everyone thought it was like super violent, <laughs> over the top. <laughs> that was the big deal. That was a big deal back in the day. He killed a guy Dude, with a bat. I could not find this movie to save my life. Yeah, it was definitely Kevin Costner and then Sean Connery. Definitely not Unforgotten or Unforgiven. <laughs> I think it was Unforgotten. Yeah, it was one of those, man. <laughs> Unforgotten. Is got uh, <laughs> Sharon Pfeiffer, <laughs> Paul Sambo. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You just got to do uh, what you got to do is Sean Connery and uh, what was uh, you know Kevin Con Oh, Untouchables, man. It was so it, Untouchables. Five seconds. And the, oh, look at the yeah, trailer. No, it's, it's literally Robert De Niro as Scarface <laughs> on the fucking. That's right there. <laughs> <at> the <phone. laughs> it's incredible. Are you kidding me right now, man? <laughs> they said I'm forgetting. I, I didn't know what you're talking about, well, man. But yeah, I, I, you know, I kept saying, you know, Kevin Costner, Sean Connery. <laughs> that's all I had to type in. It came out immediately. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was looking up today 
uh, Disney Plus was advertising a new movie that apparently came out this year. They did they remade Peter Pan. It's called Peter and Wendy, and you can just guess who plays Peter and who plays. No. Way. Oh yeah, oh, it's woke through the wazoo, and I was checking it out, and I wanted to see the Rotten Tomatoes. Wendy's like, actually, it's really ironic. Wendy's paid by Pete Davidson. Oh, that's. It's <laughs> <laughs> got that big Wendy energy. Incredible. <laughs> Guys, incredible. Sixty-four Rotten Tomatoes. No, look Jesus. at the audience score. The audience score is the best part, actually. Oh man, they did not like it. Forty-two. I think the audience. Eleven. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! So, so Peter and Wendy on Disney Plus. There, it came out apparently in April, so it looks like it actually was in the theaters. But Jude Law's in it. He plays Hook. You know, oh, they wow. went for it, but they did the whole kind of woke casting with the Tinkerbell and the Peter and oh, all that God. stuff. And unfortunately, the audience didn't care for it uh, because it's not just the casting. That's the funniest part about all of this is what South Park nailed in that whole thing with Cartman and Disney just going down the tubes. Oh, my God, dude, you got it. The writers, gotta, man. You got to read the audience comments. Oh, there I did. I, I scrolled One through star, some, yeah. another girl boss movie which robbed everything from the story. <laughs> <laughs> One star. Oh, this was half a star. Horrible film. They managed to turn Peter Pan into a villain. Horrible effects. Dark film. No magic. Bias <laughs> built into everything. Yes. <laughs> no, just scroll through the cast. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. All right, fine. You guys, you ruined another <laughs> franchise. All right, fine. Congratulations. It's unbelievable. Eleven percent though on the audience score. I, I absolutely love that man. Uh, I never even heard great. of this movie coming out. That's what's so uh, funny about it. I don't know who Luke S is, but man, half a star. Unwatchable. Period. Impossible to get through. Period. I don't know what the writers were thinking. No, I don't think they were thinking at all. I wish I never saw this. <laughs> Well, I've been theorizing that right before the strike and the reason the writer strike that nobody remembered or thought about and the the actors, by the way, still on strike. Uh, I think what was going on here and the reason why everything was so shitty is because I was theorizing AI tech was being used to write crappy scripts and make up for the in-between stuff that the writers didn't feel like or being lazy to write. You can't blame this on the computer. This is humans. Yeah, I know. It's woke. It's woke. It's woke. But (laughs) I like that theory, and I'm sticking to it only because AI's in the news as it is always, and today it's featuring our favorite major player in the tech world, Elon, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start something which I know you call Truth GBT. And I'm already asleep. uh, Maximum Truth. I mean, this guy is so boring, dude. <laughs> how, how, how many billions to make you intre- like more exciting? It's you know? part of the lure. I think the richer you get, you have to stumble over your words more and speak a little slower, and then eventually you're not actually saying anything at all. But the reason is you can't get sued for anything then, right? That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, maybe it's like, I have nothing to lose, so I just say whatever I'm thinking. 
Yeah, Elon's great. They like, hey, Elon, what, what's going on with your new year? He's like, oh, actually, you go. Yeah. <laughs> he just he falls asleep himself. Yeah. I th- and you're that yeah. rich. If you're that rich, you could just fall asleep mid sentence and no one will ask you any questions. <laughs> oh, they'll think it's genius. <laughs> they'll try to find the hidden meaning. <laughs> this guy's. <laughs> Did he tweet that or say it? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Is it even a tweet? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's called Post, man. <laughs> Seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe. And I think this. This might be the best path to safety. Okay, so back in April, Elon Musk said he was going to launch his own artificial intelligence, and this weekend he did. Yesterday, Elon Musk. I love how they cut off the smartest man in the world, which is the dumbest. You are psycho. You (laughs) read my mind. He was literally like in the middle of like a profound sentence, and they just cut it. Okay, so what are you trying to say? (laughs) So, first things first, this guy's like a bajillionaire. Alright, a second. He's like super okay, smart. Hey Elon, we get it, AI, but really we wanna know who are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Louis Vuitton? <laughs> the newest AI chatbot to hit the market. His AI company, XAI, launched the tech to a select group of X users to test it out. The company describes Grok as a rebellious streak and that it should answer the spicy questions that other Every time AI I hear would... it, I keep thinking of Gronkowski. I think that was on purpose. Uh, there's going to yeah. be... there. Well, you know... Wasn't he the Gronk? Yes, and so this is perfect for the Super Bowl when he's going to do probably some hilarious commercial featuring Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And he's like, and, and he keeps asking Gronk questions and, and Travis and Kelsey or uh, Taylor's like, why do you keep asking Gronk questions? And he's like, Oh, it's the new AI on Twitter. <laughs> oh, 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 you're so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Not only is this man a better writer. <laughs> He knows what you're writing. He just predicted <laughs> what you're going to write in the future. Somebody give this man a job. I told you, folks, before the break, this show is written by AI. You're listening to AI. This is uh, brought to you by Gronk. <laughs> I am Gronk. Stay away from, like, explaining how to make cocaine. <laughs> if you're Gronk, I'm Gronk. Is... <laughs> I'm about nine beers into this bitch, you know? <laughs> they should do. They should do drunk. Right, the the, 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 gr- the grunk, the drunk, you mean drunk, drunk AI, yes, drunk dude, <laughs> drunk AI, dude, drunk. <laughs> All right, we went too far. Still in its beta phase, but users can sign up for a waitlist for a chance to use it. So joining us now is Tim Higgins, of Wall Street. Uh, hey, drunk, how old is the universe? I don't know, but if she's older than eighteen, I'd hit it. That's right. No, it's a. <laughs> You just get the drunk. Now the answer every time to that question is old enough to fuck your mother. <laughs> your mother's a black hole. I'll tell you what. I was doing a little callback to Starship Troopers, or no, as uh, uh, what is it? Super Troopers. That was it. Super yeah. Troopers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Classic man. Those dudes are still doing the rounds these days. They just, uh, they, they roll as a troop, believe it or not. Like a comic troop. That's a bit much. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen a, more than one guy on stage. I recently saw Dave Attell at the Comedy Works in South Denver. It was absolutely hilarious. His opening act, equally, uh, you know, funny, and it was just a it was He's a great one time. of the best. Didn't I not tell you before? Dude, he oh, is. Dave Attell, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows him, <laughs> I imagine, from Comedy Central fame of the, dude, <laughs> the Insomniac but that guy show. Has to, dude, he has to be a millionaire, right? I don't know. Tell me he was not the most homeless looking guy at the show. (laughs) (laughs) He looked exactly the same. You know, like, but he, he did the George Clooney, but the least, you know, the less attractive version, you know, where he he just turned 45 and 55, somewhere between there, like 20 years ago. And he's always just kind of looked like that. And he had a baseball cap on and his voice has always been so gravely and, you know, rustic, you know what I mean? So he just kind of, uh, it was like the, he, he's ageless, honestly. And his comedy is so perfect, especially nowadays, man. I mean, he's, these older comics I've noticed, you know, uh, Adam Sandler's cruising around town, very expensive tickets, but I was uh, very intrigued and in checking him out only because I've been noticing as I've been checking out comedy shows, especially leaning towards the dudes from the 90s man they are bashing the woke culture culture oh and, they don't like it they are know. highly against anything to do with the covid lockdowns and anything we experienced with covid and it's it's refreshing to go to a show especially here in denver where people here loved the lockdowns they loved the six feet they loved the double masks here man oh they were trying to ban the... The double mask. They, they tried to ban people like me who went as far away from the mask as possible, right? And so I... You I know, had... you asked me uh, on the last time we recorded, you asked me, when do I think the, the tide changed? I'm glad you thought about it because I was hoping you would. And here we are now. And and... What, did I, what did I say? The third booster? I'm I'm curious what you think now that you have stewed and pondered this question. I think the biggest red pill, and I think it's been something that everybody's been kind of hard to swallow, when they stopped saying 100% safe and effective. That's right. I think that was the one. Because we all waited. We all agreed to your lockdowns. We agreed to all your draconian rules. And everything, and it was because you guys had this plan. And then you executed the plan. You guys came up. Everybody was so gung-ho. And see, see, Mike, see, Frank, we were right. We put our faith in the politicians and the scientific community, and they came out with the vaccine. And guess what? It's 100% safe and effective. We all (laughs) took it. We're all safe. It's all effective. When, When it came out, that you could get the shot, you could still get the virus, but we're opening up anyways. Okay, so, and that's I why... I think that was the... Yeah. That, that was I agree. The, you know what I mean? Well... Because everybody could still catch it. Why are we opening up? So... Wait who, a minute. Do you remember it was... They had a term for it. Breakthrough. No, it was something like that. It was... Um, yeah, it was a breakthrough infection. I think, I think there was another... No, they had another term. It wasn't... Breakthrough makes sense, but it was uh, it was something else. 
and they made it seem like it was a spontaneous kind of thing that you really shouldn't expect everywhere. But they, you know, Biden got it, and then all these other people got it, and it started becoming almost a joke. Like, you get the vaccine, you get the breakthrough. <laughs> Dude, it's in Wikipedia. A breakthrough infection wow. is a case of illness in which a vaccinated individual becomes infected. It's really wild stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the terms that they used during that time have become almost uh these trigger phrases to me now where i get these like ptsd moments (laughs) and i start to really almost put myself back in those shoes where i'm standing there in the six feet circle at the grocery mart and the insane dude with the uh, gas mask on his head is waving his arms like a karate kid trying to get everybody around him away from him because they're too close and he doesn't want to breathe their air. And I just think about this like I always think about this freaking maniac in the six feet circle karate chopping the air is 65 years old. Man, you've seen so much in your life. Did you really think throughout that journey you'd be here with the gas mask karate chopping the air stopping the germs? You maniac, dude. That is brainwashing to the maximum level. For sure. Dude, the CIA won in their war, and it, it culminated with COVID. There's no doubt, man. And it, it, it was multifaceted. They convinced they're us. they're still winning. Well, dude, they convinced they're... us that the pandemic was happening and nobody died from COVID. No, that's what I mean. They're, they still want. They're winning because people will still tell me, no, no, those first two shots, everybody should have gotten. Why? That's <laughs> totally insane, dude. Why did the first two shots? So they were right about the first two, but they're wrong about all the ones after the first two. Right. The first Why? two were good, but the, all the boosters are poison. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, then, and then they all do the same line where they're like, "Well, Mike, you, you were. I don't know if you remember, Mike. We were dealing with the alpha variant, the beta variant, and then you had Delta." <laughs> like. Uh, 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 don't even give me this variant bullshit. It was all bullshit. And that's why that Scott Galloway dude that was on Bill Maher's show pissed me off so much when he asked for grace and forgiveness from everybody grace. who were chastised and nearly ostracized from their not just their no, communities. No grace when I just wanted to get dinner. It was incredible. And I didn't have my fax card. But now, man, how does it feel? I, all I can think about looking at this guy is how does it feel? You took this poison, man. Like, and you didn't just take the poison. You forced it on people's kids, bro. And you wrote articles oh, in the New York Times and all this stuff, like trying to sway public opinion. Hundreds of thousands of people. You probably them did sway people. People con- probably got it because of you. Not only that. I don't care if you got it for yourself. If you're a free-thinking adult over the age of 18 and you decided to stand in line and inject yourself with that poison, that was your call and your choice. And if you were persuaded or brainwashed by the establishment, well, look, I understand. How could you not be hypnotized by Bill de Blasio scarfing down that cheeseburger? Man, that was beautiful looking the way he ate that thing. Yeah, dude, like it made me so hungry. Just thinking about it right now, I want to go get a cheeseburger, man. I'm starving. You know, it's incredible. But like that, no, you know, it was- that, that's not fair because it was not just Bill de Blasio. It was the it was the every politician, yes, it was every the media, everybody it was in the media. media. Yes, man. But you know what, Frank? That is the definition of intestinal fortitude to be able to just look at everybody and say, you know what? Yes, mom, I do believe 
that the scientists, the politicians, everybody's lying. And they're wrong. It's you a know? tough call to make, but also I, I just think that there's a lot of criminality behind guys like Scott Galloway who convinced the parents to give it to the kids. He even talked about it on that thing in Bill Marler. Oh, oh I was mandate. all, yeah, the mandates, man. Well, you know what? These kids now are going to grow up just like the kids who got into the hormone treatments. They're all going to grow up and sue all the parents because you all made some terrible decisions and forced some weird medical procedures on all your kids. Oh, if there is a God, there will come a day in like 20 years where Scott Gallo, whatever the fuck his name is, is in a wheelchair, too old to move or whatever. And these, these young people are like, no, we're going to give you the shot. It's going to be great. <laughs> but then everybody is saved by the, uh, what is it, the liberal Jesus ascending from the clouds and it's a black lesbian woman. Uh, <laughs> Jean-Pierre? <laughs> it's the savior, dude. <laughs> It'll, it'll all be projected. It's, it's, <laughs> no, Jesus has come back. It's Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> I knew it ever since I saw that tribal dance video that was trending on YouTube that one day. Oh, man. Who could forget, dude? Where is Lori these days? We need a Lori Lightfoot now. No, man. everybody misses her. It's oh, so funny. Of course, dude. dude. Everybody in Chicago adopted my theory of the devil you know. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Nobody could believe we'd get somebody worse than uh, Lori Lightfoot, and then the black community said, hold my beer, and voted for Brandon Johnson. <laughs> Brandon Johnson is, is way worse than Lori Lightfoot. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you just nailed it, man. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, you thought that black lesbian was bad? Wait till you see our black closeted guy. <laughs> Gonna be great. I'm honestly, like, floored by that idea. We ragged on Lori for years, and then here we are now, and and we kind of saw it coming, right? I, I predicted it. I, li- I always say it. I always stick with Frank, you know it's my motto. I stick with the devil I know. Yeah, and Lori, we just knew exactly where she was angling, and because of that, you can defend, right? And maybe right. deflect. But, right. I can know. fight an enemy... I know his weapon. I don't know what's going on with this Johnson fella. There's no doubt about it. Nobody knows. He does. I think he wakes up every morning and just comes up with some new progressive idea. He gets a phone call uh, every day from Nashville, Tennessee, from Dashiki dude and Afro guy. They talk about their policies and how to destabilize their relative cities. And we didn't even get to Nashville, dude. It was the most insane news this week that nobody covered. They released the manifesto of the trainee oh, killer in bro, Nashville. It, man, they do not want people dang. to talk about that bad beast. Absolutely not, man. Uh, no, this- the shiki dude, it turns out you stormed your capital on behalf of some crazy racist fucking late... Uh, was it a lady fella? Well, lady this fella. is why I always believe when in doubt, use lady fella. It covers all the ground, people. Come on, no, man. Lady but fella. this one's funny because even the Democrats don't want to call her a tranny. Well, they can. It disturbs that movement, but then also they're racist and it's a chick. Maybe, I don't know, lady fella this. It, it, it's a bad situation. You'd be hard to press to find uh, Dave Muir or anyone on the nightly news <laughs> doing the segment on this one, man. No, they buried the manifesto, <laughs> dude. Too. Attitude. Oh, man, it's so wild, dude. They they couldn't handle the fact 
that uh, this person, and you're right, dude, the fact that, that they did that whole movement, and then in the end, it was just some racist nut job. Racist against the whites. I heard she was uh, hanging out with Enrico Tario, actually. She was uh, just <laughs> down the street from Jan 6. <laughs> we all saw her. It was on camera, man. <laughs>